Mom life, it's worth celebrating. It's filled with opportunities to learn and grow, and we all know there will be little bumps along the way. But why not have fun and enjoy little moments as they come? I am passionate about finding ways to make the mundane feel more exciting and spontaneous. It's time we put a little more joy and happiness into our roles as wives, moms, and homemakers. I am excited for us to learn together how to add more meaning and purpose into our lives through the big five, physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual avenues. In a way, you could say, let's high five motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to High Five Motherhood. Hey mamas, so I'm putting two episodes into one since they're a little bit shorter. Um, So they kind of work together, but they're also two kind of separate topics. Um, One of them, I was listening to Tony Robbins. Um, He did a seminar um, a week or so ago, and I wanted to share my thoughts on that. So that's kind of the first part of it. And then as we get into the second part of it, um, it's just talking about how to um, let go of self-sabotage and how to um, just kind of find time to you know, spend time with yourself and, and show yourself, um, that you're important just as much as it is important to care for your family and friends and everyone around you. It's also important to take time for self-care also. So, um, there's just some fun tips in there if you want to check it out and I hope you enjoy this episode. There are four big things that can really radically change everything about you so that you can choose success over giving up. So I was listening to Tony Robbins over the week. Um, he had this five day, you know, seminar thing online that I was able to attend and I learned a lot of great things from it. So I just kind of wanted to share some of those tips with you, um, that I've learned from the seminar. So one is to just kind of make some noise, awaken your voice, use your voice and make happy sounds as if you're just like, as if you just achieved, your goal, you know, like, yes, woohoo, finally I did it. Um, yeah, you know, and just, you can even be like, mm, mm, you know, whatever you can make any kind of noise you want, but make noise with your voice. Don't just, um, make movements, but actually make noise, like use your voice. That is the number one thing is to awaken your voice. Okay. Then you're going to awaken your body. So you're going to get active. You're going to move your body. You're going to do quick exercise movements, you know, raise your hands in the air, um, do dance moves, sitting down or standing up, um, you know, run in place with your arms, just awaken your body, make yourself alive, feel alive. Then number three, you're going to align yourself. So you're going to get your body aligned properly. You're going to sit up, have a good posture, and you want to line your ears in line with your shoulders, your hips, your knees, your ankles. If you're standing, if you're sitting, then again, it's your ears, shoulders, and your hips, just kind of all in alignment, standing up one long you know, straight line. We want to get our body in a line because as you sit up properly and you align your body, it actually helps you to feel happier. You feel stronger. You feel more successful when you're hunched over, you feel a little more, um, saddened. Okay. So we want to align our bodies, align yourself. Number four, you want to awaken your breath. Okay. You want to feel alive and breathe, breathe deeply, no more shallow breaths. Um, you don't want to, so when you, when you breathe shallow, you are actually stressing, yourself out in a sense, because when you're stressed, you go and you do these shallow breaths. So it actually makes you feel more stressed and it eggs on more stress as you continue to do those shallow breaths. So as you breathe deeply, it helps you to calm yourself, relax. Like you think of yoga, you know, breathe deeply. That's exactly what they're trying to do is they're helping you to relax, calm your mind, calm your body and get in a state where you can think clearly. 
So our body language kind of says it all. When we're slept over and we're and we're on our shoulders are kind of hunched over, our head is down, maybe we're laying on a table or like our you know arm is laying on the table or we're sitting on a couch slept over um, and just kind of it gives you this feeling of oh I'm down, I'm depressed, I'm tired, I have low energy, you know, I have this this attitude of harditude, like everything's too hard and I have no motivation. You know, that's the kind of feeling you feel when you're just slumped over, right? So when we sit up tall, and we, we start smiling and we put our shoulders back and we get in alignment. It gets you in the mood for success. It helps you to feel happy. You feel awake. You feel alive. And you have this I can do attitude. It's amazing how just changing our body language or how our, our body is aligned that it changes the way we think, the way we feel, the way we act, right? So I want you to try this. I want you to sit down. I want you to kind of slump yourself over. Put your shoulders down. Kind of let your head go down. Kind of just just feel tired. Okay. That's kind of the feeling that we're looking and and you know what that looks like, right? Just feel tired. What do you do to when you're tired? Okay. Feel the energy and the thoughts and things that come to your mind when you're in this position. Okay. It's a very different feeling. Now we want to switch it and we want to sit up tall. I want you to put your shoulders back. I want you to start smiling, lift your face up, you know, smile. Your eyebrows are lifted, lifting all of the muscles in your face. Okay. You're lifting up your, your torso. You're pulling in your stomach. You're again, rolling those shoulders back, getting your body aligned from your ears to your shoulders, to your hips. Your spine is one long, you know, one long line. So your, your head is an extension of your spine and you're nice and tall as if you almost have like a big silver rod, just, um, a pole going right up your back into your, into your head and into the ceiling. So it's just one long, tall, um, feeling that that feeling or that um, movement of your body that getting your body in alignment all of a sudden it's like you just feel like you're a little bit more uh, like you're you're more ready to take on a challenge you feel a little more um, what, what would be the word more like more courageous or brave um, more strong you feel happier you feel you know awake alive and again you have that I can do attitude and it's just amazing how just simple body language can totally change your perception of facing a challenge. So we all have had challenges this year. I mean, it has been a little bit wild with, well, not just this year. I mean, this year and last year, correct? I mean, we've had so many different challenges coming our way that we kind of have to decide, are we going to let let our problems take control of us or are we going to take control of our problems? Um, I listened to a um, so I'm LDS and we had, um, state conference over the weekend and, um, there was a talk that someone gave, um, and just a, a religious, um, speech in a sense, if, if you're not LDS that, um, somebody gives and then you're learning, you know, new things from them. So they talked about, um, how, how, how we each face our problems. And one of the quotes that they said was just profound and I loved it. And it, it said something to the effect of don't tell your God about your big problems, tell your problems about your big God. Okay. And I think that that is exactly what we need to do. We need to choose today. Am I going to let my problems take control of me, my, my external world? Am I going to let my external world take control of me and my inner world, my internal world? Or am I going to let my internal world, internal world totally defy and, and alleviate all, all pain and all sorrow, any crisis? Am I going to let that internal world control my external world? Am I going to take control of my life today? 
am I going to let my God be bigger than my problems? Or am I going to let my problems be bigger than my God? That is up to you. That in and of itself helps you decide if you're going to have hope and faith to get you through this, this crazy 2020, 2021 years, or are you just going to sulk and slump over and feel down and depressed and let the entire crisis take control of you? So something that he also mentioned, which um, really got my head thinking was some of the greatest businesses that are um, the the most you know well known and and very um, very successful businesses. Think about them. Think about you know say Google and Apple and um, Coca Cola, like all these different big companies that everybody knows about. If I said all those names, I guarantee you every single person out there listening knows what I'm talking about. When you go to search something online, do you search it or do you Google it, right? Or think of Kleenex. You know, can you hand me a Kleenex? It's not really anymore, can you hand me a tissue? It's, can you hand me a Kleenex? Because Kleenex is the brand that everybody thinks of when they think of tissues, okay? So I just think it's interesting that all of these, all of these um, companies, or most of them, if not all of them, started, so they're super, super successful now, right? And everybody knows about them. We know their name. We know everything about them. But a lot of people don't know the behind story about how they started. And a lot of these very successful businesses started during a crisis, during an economic downturn, okay, like 2008, during um, some sort of, you know, huge, massive crisis. And it could have been a very depressing time, but instead it lifted them to higher heights than they could have done had they not had that challenge facing them. So a lot of times when we, when we think of our challenges and we think of these trials that we're, that we're facing, we tend to think, you know, why me? Why am I going through this? Uh, instead of realizing that your life is for you, okay? Everything that happens to you in this life is for you. That means all your successes. That means your failures. That means your, your crisis or your, your struggles are all for you, for you to become a better person, right? So in this time of trial and craziness and challenges and crisis like we had talked about, what are you going to do to make your life work for you? How is this going to make you better or worse? What is your choice, okay? Are you choosing to make yourself better because of this crisis or are you teaching yourself to give up because of this crisis, okay? The world, the external world, they want us to give up, to give in, to let everybody else and everything else take control of, of who we are, of our emotions, of our desires, of everything, okay? We cannot let that happen. We have got to stand strong, stand firm, and become better because of the challenges that we face. And who knows, maybe because of the fact that you chose to sit up straight, you chose to find success, you chose to do all that you could during this crisis, to be better, to become better, who knows? Maybe you'll become the next Amazon, the next Google, the next whatever, okay? Not saying that, you know, we have to support, you know, only big companies and things like that, but just think in your head, you know, what what can I gain from this challenge? 
What am I supposed to learn from this challenge? How am I supposed to become better because of this challenge? Okay, God wants you to succeed. He doesn't want you to fall down. He doesn't want you to feel like you're falling short. He wants you to succeed. And in my uh, in my view, in my my belief is that we are given challenges to make something of ourselves. We are given challenges to help us to become more like him, to to turn to him when we have hard times. But that's that's for me, you know, that's that's what I feel and you can feel something totally different and that's okay. But it's your choice if you want to succeed in life because of your trials or if you want to in a sense fail, you know, if you want to feel overwhelmed and and just give up. That is your choice. But I promise you, your life will never be the same if you choose to get above your trials and if you choose to gain something from them. You will never ever fail if every failure that you've dealt with get got you that much closer to success because you didn't give up, you didn't give in, you didn't let it take control of you. You took control of it. You told your big problems that you have a big God and that he is going to take everything that you have in you and he is going to make it burst. He is going to make it huge. Okay. He's going to make you an incredible person if you let him, right? I think that's the biggest thing that I can say for this year is we, we have this choice. We are kind of in this just teeter-totter situation, okay? And we can choose to fly high or we can choose to crush to the ground. Right now is a very, very vital time to see what you're made of. That is why we are given these challenges. What are we made of? Are we going to let things happen to us or are we going to make things happen? Okay, that is that is what I want to do in this life. I want to make things happen. I don't want to just let things happen to me. I don't want life to pass me by. I want to take control of my life. I want to enjoy life. I want to feel alive. I want to live it up. Live my life to the fullest. I don't want my days to just pass me by. That is not what we are put on this earth for. That is not what God intended us to do. He wants us to become something, to become like him. I know that not everyone is Christian. Not everybody, you know, has has a faith and, and believe in that way. But for me, like I can't not let that be a part of who I am and and what I say. So, you know what? <laughs> if you if you don't feel this way, that's okay. But if you do, this this podcast is so for you. And for those that don't feel this way, be open. Be open to, you know, what I have to say. This, it doesn't mean you have to agree, but just be open and and think of things in a new light. Okay, another thing. If you put on some music and you find the motivation in you, like don't, don't wait for someone else to pick you up. Don't let your life pass you by. Like I said, live it up, right? So if you're if you're turning on music and you and you get up and you you know have a dance party, whether you're sitting up or or standing up, you know, moving around, giving your kids high fives, you know. And <laughs> I did this the other day. It was so funny. I was listening to this Tony Robbins seminar, and you know they have you you know start moving and dancing and and making noise and 
<laughs> and I have it in my AirPods, right? So I'm listening to it and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Woo-hoo! And I start like doing this dance party and give me high five all my kids and running around, jumping and everything. And my kids are like, what in the fetch happened to mom? She's going psycho. <laughs> and as funny as that sounds and as true as it is, um, it was interesting that all of a sudden the tone in my home changed and everybody just started being more happy. And even though they were being happy because they were laughing at me and thinking I was crazy, (laughs) it changed the tone of my home. And it changed how I felt too, because I was feeling like overwhelmed. And, you know, I'm going through these challenges and this is a crisis and my life is hard because I have a newborn and feeling sorry for myself, right? But instead it was like, no, I can totally take on the world. Like I got this. I am in control. And I can do this and I want my family to know I can do this and I want them to know that they can do this and we're going to do it together as a family and we're going to succeed and we're going to enjoy life. We're going to live it up. We're going to become alive. Okay. Step up your life and step into success. Change your voice, change your body, change your energy, and it'll change your life. Hey there, mamas. Okay. So I've been thinking a lot about all of this crisis situation that we're dealing with. And I feel like a lot of us kind of just get into this slump and we tend to just continue and continue and continue to give and give and give and don't realize that we're giving so much that we aren't doing anything for ourselves. We're actually, in a sense, kind of self-sabotaging because we we give into these limiting beliefs that we have of... Um, you know, I can't spend a whole lot of time on myself or I can't go get my nails done or I can't do this or I can't do that. Whether it's because we don't want to spend a lot of money or we don't want to spend a lot of time on ourselves or we feel guilty because, you know, we're not taking care of our kids and doing the things that we need to do 24 seven because, you know, mom life never ends. But that does nothing to serve us, right? So think about, I'm sure that you've heard this millions of times, but it, the truth is so clear on this. As you go on an airplane and you're sitting down and they're teaching you the different things that you need to do to keep yourself safe, you know, during the flight and all that sort of thing, when or, you know, if something were to happen, they say the oxygen masks drop down and you're supposed to put it on your child first. No, you're supposed to put it on yourself first, right? And then you can take care of your kid. That seems so selfish because what if your kid is gasping for air and you want to save their life, right? But how are you going to save their life if you don't have air yourself, right? That's kind of what we feel in motherhood is we we forget to give ourselves air. We forget to give ourselves room to breathe, time to um, heal from all the crazy, like the crazy daily occurrences that happen. And it may not seem like it's that big of a deal. I mean, think about it. Like you're just going around doing your normal mom life, you know, kids are asking you a bajillion questions. You're doing laundry. You're helping with homework. You're um, maybe nursing or changing diapers or you're cleaning the house or a spill that happened. And I mean, there's so many different things, so much servitude that comes from motherhood and it's wonderful and it's great, but where are you going to serve from if you're not giving time to serve yourself? I mean, think about it. It sounds selfish, right? It sounds selfish. I shouldn't serve myself. I should serve others. Yes, you should. But just as if a neighbor is in need and they want food, how are you going to give them and how are you going to serve them if you have a cupboard that is empty, okay? You cannot give food from shelves that are empty. It doesn't happen, right? Of course, there's always that off chance that you get manna from heaven. <laughs> and believe me, a time or two in my you know married life or whatever with having kids, I've had some moments of, quote, manna from heaven where I've had to 
have extra energy and extra umph and motivation to be able to get things done when I honestly didn't think I could do it. Just like having a newborn, you are you are running yourself ragged in servitude. It's it's twenty four seven, you know, all day, all night, nursing babies, changing diapers, helping to soothe them and calm them when the baby is crying and. And it's a lot to take on and, and you shouldn't have to do it alone, um, nor should you do it alone, right? We need to work as a family, as a team, and and we work as a community and that's how children are raised. You know, they're not raised by one person, they're raised by an entire town, an entire village. You know, they say it takes a village to raise a child and I believe it's so true because a mom hits burnout when she tries to do it all by herself. It's too much for one person to take on. You have to share the load. You have to take breaks. You have to relax. You have to breathe. Take time to breathe, right? So today I'm just trying to get into the core of what makes you you in motherhood? What makes you alive? What makes you thrive in motherhood? It's not the constant burnout that makes you thrive. No, that gets you in survival mode, in the in the mode of crisis. And you don't want to be in a crisis 24-7. You don't want to be the chaos coordinator, right? You want to be the one that is not overwhelmed, the one that is thriving in motherhood and is enjoying it and loves it so much and her kids love her and and she loves them and, and it's a happy moment. And no, it's not perfect all the time. No, you're not going to have... Um, you know, 24-7 of hunky-dory, happy, you know, amazing experience, an amazing experience with your kids. There are going to be tantrums still. You're going to still have moments that are hard and moments where you lose your cool. But in those moments, it helps you to see how much you need that break. <laughs> and it's important to do that to yourself because otherwise it's it's like this, it's a terrible limiting belief that we have, not even just as moms, but as, as adults in general and, and parents, um, we feel that we cannot take time for ourselves because it's selfish. Right now, I mean, get out a pen and paper and write this down so you do not forget this. Self-care and self-love is not selfish, okay? They're two completely different things. Being selfish means I'm sorry, being selfish means you're only taking care of yourself and you are not there to take care of others. Self-love, self-care are the moments that you show up for yourself when everything else is going crazy and you need a moment to breathe, okay? We all have to have time to relax, just like we all need time for sleep. We all run ourselves ragged during the day, we get exhausted, and then what, we stay up and just are awake all night long? No, our bodies need rest. And just like our bodies need rest, our souls need rest. Our minds need rest. And we cannot do that if we don't give ourselves the time to breathe. Now, I don't mean just sit and relax and do yoga. Yes, that's a wonderful thing. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But that's not the only thing that you can do to give yourself time to show yourself that you love yourself. Okay? I mean, in all honesty, think we give love notes to our spouses. Okay? We do simple, sweet things to our kids, maybe for a birthday or a Valentine's day, or for, um, just a random act of kindness on a random day that there's not even a holiday or or a reason attached to it, but you just want to do things to serve those in your family, serve those that you love. You need to take time to serve yourself too. You need to take time to show yourself that you love yourself and you're not doing it and feeling guilty the whole time. You need to do it because you truly want to show yourself love and and fill your bucket so that you can then fill buckets of those in your family, of your friends, of extended family or coworkers, neighbors, whatever it is that you need to do to serve those around you. Fill your bucket first so that you have shelves to feed others with, so that you have the opportunity to give and give and give, but not just give without 
receiving. You have to receive that um, moment of calm for yourself so that you can then give that to others, right? Calm doesn't come from chaos, okay? Calms from Calm comes from being calm. So self-care, what are some things that I do? I, w- I want to tell you just kind of um, some ideas of things that I do that work for me that have been wonderful and you can take it if you want and run with it, or you can come up with your own or do a mix. I mean, it's totally up to you, but this is just to give you some ideas of things that have worked for me that I love to do. So when I'm having a really rough time and I just want to get away, clear my head, like breathe, I sometimes will just go for a drive. (laughs) And one of my favorite things to do is when my toddler and my baby end up falling asleep in the car ride, that's like perfect timing to think perfect. And I don't want to take them out of the car because that means it may not, may or may not work out. Um, you know, transferring them to the bed, they may wake up and then we lose the nap. Right. So instead I just say, okay, it's time for a drive. And I go and I just drive anywhere and wherever I feel there's no rhyme or reason to it. It just gives me time to drive and think. And a lot of times I take the scenic route. So I'm seeing beautiful sights along the way that just kind of help me to have a change of scenery. Well, ladies, that about sums it up for this week. As always, I'm cheering for you and I'm here for you. I want to help you and support you to do your very best. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to High Five Motherhood. Thanks so much for listening, ladies, and we'll see you next time.